Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virtuous Unicorns podcast. In this show, we are joining up with the lovely Tony Wheel for her health Q&A shows, which are currently live streamed on her YouTube channel. We are live today, a new day, a rainy day. So we're here again with our live health Q&A with Virtuous Unicorn and myself. I'm Tony Wheel. We've been doing this now, yeah, for 13 times. Mm-hmm. Well, almost. This is the 13th time. Each one, I learned something new. Yeah, actually, well, yeah, of course I do too. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. Now, I want to make sure that everyone can actually hear us or everyone, <laughs> people who are here. Yvonne, tell us, can you hear us? I don't seem to see anything here on my screen that it's actually working. Yeah. Let me see. Well, it says I have a good connection. Okay. But I don't get um, I don't get a message from Yvonne if she can hear us. I can let me see if I can hear. I'm gonna go on mute for a moment. Yep, I can hear us. So I think we're good to go. Okay. We had um, we had questions from uh, from Katie. Okay, love you, Katie. Yeah, it is about uh, prescription medicine. What is the process recommended for getting off of these? That is something that I cannot advise on other than Google it and see what are the specifics. How do you tighter off? How can you stop with it? It's, um, it's different for, for every medication. The, the crazy thing is with these pharmaceuticals, when you stop, um, your problems are getting, can get a lot worse. And that is because it has been like mask your, uh, your, um, uh, your symptoms. So you really have to do that slow, but um, I had to dig in for this for uh, some people and I found that it's, it really is different. And uh, I cannot give any medical advice and um, Google cannot either, <laughs> but it gives you a lot of information on how to do it, what is the danger and uh, can you stop with something you know, cold turkey? It's, uh, I have done it with, with medication that I ha- had after the heart, uh, um, heart attack. And um, I was actually put on Coumadin, it's rat poison. And um, I was born to do it really slowly. So I did, I did it slow, but within two weeks, you know, I, I was, it was gone and I uh, replaced it actually for me with, um, um, what is called hard drops. They come actually from uh, Dr. Schultz and there is another one that has hard drops. And it is actually nothing more than uh, uh, Hawthorne, Cayenne and uh, um, garlic. So those are actually really medications. It's not food. I had a discussion about garlic with someone yesterday 
and we talked about it that it is you know it's garlic is used so much as a food and i like it but mm -hmm. um even though we like the taste it which you only should use it as an uh, as an uh, yeah an, 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 a medication yeah it's definitely but, overused for sure it is, and um, it, it creates more sulfur in the body. It's not what we want. Mm -hmm. So, well, that would explain why you belch after having too much of it, too. And oh, I remember yeah. I'm belching up garlic. I just keep tasting <laughs> garlic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the funny thing is, I have this with, uh, with bell peppers. And that was before I knew, and this is really funny because I talk with, with people that work in a grocery section and you would think they know a little bit about, you know, what, what fruit and what, uh, you know, the, the produce is they have there. And they say that there is a different plant for a green, a red and a yellow bell pepper, which is not the case. <laughs> It starts out, I have a bell pepper here in my yard. It starts out green and it ends as being ripe. And then it's at its sweetest, it is red. Now, the, in, in, in the Netherlands, they usually, when it came out, they only had the green bell peppers. That was, you know, I was, as a child, I never even heard of bell peppers. That was later when I was an adult. But um, so, yeah, we, we had the, the bell peppers, the green ones, and I was always, always belching with that. Mm -hmm. But not so much with the red ones. So here we go again, you know, you only eat stuff that is ripe. Yep. So for everyone who loves uh, bell peppers, red ones, please. And you know, the yellow, yellow ones are not so bad, the red, the, but the red ones are absolutely the best. Yes. And I noticed too, like <clears throat> when you go to like a restaurant and you look at any of the vegetarian section, or now I'm starting to see more vegan section, it seems like almost everything is just loaded up with mushrooms, peppers, and onions. Mm -hmm. And I've never been a fan of peppers, no matter what color they are. Um, but I always just felt like during my transition time, it was like I never had any other options either. Um, like if you're vegetarian, it was either you just basically ate bread and cheese and rice and potatoes. And then you would have the option of the bell peppers and onions and mushrooms. And then as you become vegan, then it just is like bread and peppers and <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> and now if you're frugivore, it's, it's pretty hard to go out. I mean, you can't order like a little fruit plate. <laughs> but it's no. definitely not going to be something to fill you up for sure. <laughs> I was, this was actually um, a few weeks ago. Um, and that was for me that I was like, yeah, I have to get back on fruit. So today is day six of my uh, fruit juices um, awesome. that I was at, um, uh, what is it called? Ruby Tuesday. They actually had the option at the salad bar for fruit. Nice. But yeah, well, it's, you know, it's not organic and you don't know how it's washed, but heck, they had fruit. Mm -hmm. But that was more that you use it there because you can load up as much as you like, you know, it's more meant for uh, to have it after you have your greens. Mm -hmm. I have never seen anybody doing it before. And here we come again with the food combinations. If you want fruit and you have another meal, eat it before anything else, not after yes. because then it is sitting in your gi tract it starts fermenting 
and you can be depends on you know um how your body is how well i don't want to use the word like sick you know <laughs> whatever symptoms you have in your colon in your stomach you don't want it to ferment you know you, mm. you belt your burp your you feel uncomfortable and oh my gosh how many how many times doesn't that happen to us yeah it does and those are all signs that we're not listening to our body yeah um, but, I, yeah we do know it goes away you know it's like you have a cooked meal and yeah you feel tired and you feel bloated and 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 thursday and you know okay three four more hours then it's gone yeah mm -hmm. it is but that's not what it should be because you don't have that feeling when you eat fruit no you don't and um i mean prior i can't remember but um tums or antacids Almost everyone I know takes some form of that also. And it, it's just, it's so hard to look the other way and say anything or whatever. And I just always try to find my way to politely and kindly try to say something else. Or if you have just this, you won't have that anymore. And I can't, I don't know. I, I was going to say, I can't even imagine, but I have dove down that of looking into what those actually really do to your body and it's horrible i think it is it is not sometimes it's not as much as what you add to your food it's what you leave out you know you have to leave out the foods that cause the problems you always go to the cause never to the treatments and and tums and whatever you mentioned it's always a treatment mm -hmm. and i know of people who have been doing that their whole lives Yes. And I see so many, you know, I work with health questionnaires and I see so many coming in that uh, that have issues with uh, with digestion, you know, acid reflux, heartburn, indigestion. And by by the time that we talk, they already learn more about, you know, what not to eat. So by the time we talk and I ask about it, it's like, no, that, no, that went away when I stopped, you know, the pizza or, you know, the, the very acidic cooked tomatoes on the pizza and the grains and, and the, of course, meat, dairy and eggs. But once you leave that out, you know, the, the problem often solves itself. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is so much easier than we think in the end. And it's not like, oh, I take an herb because I have this or this, because that mm -hmm. is not how herbs even work. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything on your healing journey always starts with what you eat or what, yeah, what you, leave, what you leave out. Yeah. What is left to eat? <laughs> the fruit. There's a, um, well, two things. Uh, Debbie says that bananas are giving her heartburn. There is something with bananas, and, and I agree. It, not that I got heartburn, but I got a very uncomfortable feeling. And then I learned that um, bananas, because they are picked very, very unripe. Mm -hmm. So they never have the best taste, but sometimes they get to the stores and they still very, very green. <laughs> they spray it with something to ripen. So on the outside, it looks ripened you know, yellow, little, little brown spots. So you think, well, that is a good one. And then you open it up and it's not even ripe. It's not even edible. And I had organic, these tiny, tiny, um, very sweet bananas. 
and uh, they looked very ripened. But when they do that, when they spray them, they go from green to rotten. It's like there is not an in-between. So it's very hard to figure out what you should get. So even when you get your bananas um, uh, and they looked ripened, look at the, uh, well, call that the top of it, where they're mm -hmm. connected to each other. If there is only a tiny bit of green left, it means that they have been chemically ripened. Yes. And, and I they, also squeeze them too. So if they okay. feel soft. Yeah. 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 On top. Mm hmm so, and I do buy green, it's sometimes green, so because I only shop once a week, so I have enough for the whole week. But um, yeah, it's it's weird. Some And it's an, it doesn't happen with all the bananas. And and I don't know if, if it's the draw of the luck. I really don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, that is the case with bananas. And these little ones, they were dry. I had one... Well, that was sweet and another from another bunch it was dry and hard and ugh, threw it out yeah. so yeah that is that's how it goes uh, with with and it's with a lot of fruit i mean you mm -hmm. it, it's even with last year uh mangoes the year before i could eat i ate mangoes for months they were absolutely from regular you know like like here the grocery store uh, the health food store didn't matter what i bought well i did buy the organics but they were all good you have to pay attention on you know when to eat them but um last year i didn't even have one good mango so I, um, I, I bought, um, they only have five or six, so I bought those and I felt that one is uh, edible today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is difficult. And I think with, with the, from all the fruit, usually with the apples, you can almost not go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you, you see apples that, are, that re look really great on the outside and you, you, you start eating them and they're rotten on the inside. I haven't figured out what that is. Maybe they have been frozen or kept too cool or what it is. Um, I often see uh, with deliveries that sometimes the fruit that should be in the cooling is, is staying outside the warehouse, you know, in the hot sun, it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but yeah, my, actually my food is mostly um, watermelon and not even the organic ones because I still can't get it. But this, um, this winter was the, was the first time that I noticed there were watermelons all year around. There were even watermelons in the wintertime. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to find a watermelon with actual seeds in them. Um, people oh, I, I talk to say, yeah. yeah, they have seeds. I'm like, those are not seeds. <laughs> those are not what i'm referring to <laughs> no but yeah that's what they say you know seedless and seedless grapes and yeah <sighs> i even had to resort to uh black uh seedless not organic uh, grapes so it's yeah. like wash them well see how you feel on it and yeah and and it is true sometimes we don't notice the pesticide and and some people are if you're highly acidic uh, like i was then you definitely will feel taste even it burns in your mouth as, as well as they were washed um it still burns in my mouth that tells me that yes there is still um pesticide or chemicals on it but it also told me i'm still quite acidic well, that's, that a, is, that's a good thing to know. 
Yeah, it, it's, um, and some people cannot even eat them. They get stomach pain. So when that happens, yeah, you go to the next fruit and see how you do. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, even if you have a nice ripe uh, banana, I, I, I can't imagine that it would hurt you, that it would uh, cause you uh, stomach pain. Mm-hmm. But, you know, always be careful and always listen to your body. Absolutely. That's the it's, number one is listen to your body. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I said I was on 100% fruit juice, but I, I, I had some, uh, oh, what is it? I had tomatoes and um, some lettuce and some other greens. What were the greens? Let me see, parsley, arugula, and uh, cilantro. And I added some warm water and I made kind of a soup out of it. My oh. body did not really agree with it. <laughs> It's like, nope, we're doing the fruit right now. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. You you said you would do fruit, so stick to it. Yeah. Uh, Deborah does have a question about digestive enzymes. If you take them, which it says um, for a year, will your body quit making its own? I guess will you have trouble digesting? I I don't know. I mean, you're not supposed to take them because you know your body can do its digestion. Uh, you know, you've taken them for a year. Now you know more about how things work. You just stop. I mean, and then you see how things go. It's again, listen to your body. It's um, best thing is to transition uh, slowly to uh, to mono fruit and and see how you feel on, feel on it. We've been taking so many things. I mean, I was I was recently thinking, my God, I was the queen of uh, of um, uh, supplements, and I thought I was doing great. I thought I was doing all that healthy stuff. Now maybe half of it was herbs, but yeah, it was the enzymes and it was the probiotic, the prebiotic, the the um, the oils. Which what is it? Um, the oh. um extra virgin yeah. olive oils and yeah no that was, not what I, yeah that was not what i was referring to the 369 uh kind of thing i forgot the name oh the omegas oh yeah the omegas mm-hmm. and, and and you know i thought i figured it all out because otherwise i was going to be worse off well when i was at my worst and i thought this it can't get any worse then that is when i met dr morris he was like nope no to the supplement. So I stopped the next day. I didn't feel different. Actually, that was started feeling better. But popping like 15, 18 pills three times a day. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. And um, it, it cost you a ton of money because $500 a month was easily and, and I would buy that before I would buy food. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was um, it, it's it's crazy how that all happened. And if you think logic logically about this, it's like how did humanity get to still be alive without all this stuff? Because this is all from the last 50, 60 years. Exactly. And, and we are made to believe we cannot live without it. We cannot digest without it. It's like, so we have a flawless body and, and we're still living on this earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the books that have been written about our timelines, mm, they might be kind of one-sided too. And I guarantee you there's a lot left out of those books. Yeah. Like as far as how long we have lived, what we used to eat, um, like, how do we make it, you know, eons now, 
and we're still here and yet just supplements are just in the last, what would you say? 50 years? Really? Yeah. And, and you get more and more. It's not mm -hmm. that, it, you know, they come up with other things that you have to have. So now everybody believes they are B12 deficient, B3 deficient, <laughs> and you need to take this one together with the K2. Otherwise, it, you know, you, you harm your body. And I was big on the calcium, calcium tablet, oh, yeah. because I hated milk. I didn't drink milk. So yeah, you have to drink the calcium. And then it was, you have to do the calcium with the magnesium, otherwise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Not even thinking one second about hurting my body. It was like, yeah, but you know, they tell you, you need it. Yep. Yep. And all this is really just more ways for them to make uh, more money, basically. Yeah. And no matter what, anyway, it's synthetic. So if your body does need something, get it from the sun, get it from the fresh air, get it from hugging a tree or walking barefoot and get it from your fruits because that's where our body would take it from. Yeah, I, I have something. I grow a few little things here and I don't wash them. I mean, yes. I don't think, you know, there could be stuff in the, in the air, but I'm like, okay, I breed it in anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my little tomatoes and my other fruits, I don't wash them. I eat them as they are. Because mm -hmm. as kids, we did that. Yes. You know, you picked, you picked your, your, your blueberries and, and, and mulberries. Mm -hmm. Mulberry. Well, we didn't have mulberries in the Netherlands. Oh, we so we fortunately do. <laughs> <laughs> They're so but, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember ever getting sick, you know, by doing that. And, and uh, apples. Yeah. And, and even even carrots, you know. Yeah, you get the bird off, but that's about it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we walked barefooted. We ate from the berries on the trees, the mulberries. We have so many mulberry trees where we live. And um, we would play in the river. <laughs> we, you know, just did everything. And I mean, everyone I kind of know has been a very healthy child. And then it's not until we grow up and really settle into the, you know, fast food, eating out at restaurants, sitting at jobs all the time, that kind of stuff. But they're coming up with all these supplements, all these medications to keep us alive longer, but we're not living longer. So to me, there's a very big difference between being alive and still living it, or I mean, and living. So living is, you know, you still have vitality. You're able to get around, you're able to do things and, you know, you have your mind um, whereas they're keeping you alive. I mean, that could be from anything where you're literally on the bed and they're literally keeping you alive. <laughs> so there's a big difference there for me on that, but quality I would rather of, be living. Yeah, quality <laughs> of life. I, I do mm -hmm. think, I, I don't even believe that they keep us alive longer. That is what has been said. I think without all that stuff, we can live longer. I, uh, I can absolutely not say I'm the healthiest person around, but I think it's a good thing that I uh, barely ever took any, uh, any pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. And um, I have seen people my age with um, arthritis and um, I had it pretty bad um, with all fruit. I don't have any pain. Um, and it's slowly getting better. Like, and you can walk better. You can, you know, your hands work better. You can lift more things. But I've seen people, what I said, you know, like my age, and they are on all the known um, pharmaceuticals for arthritis. They are in assistant living. 
and they think that if they wouldn't take the medication, it would even be worse. Now, isn't it amazing that something so simple as just leaving out all the, the, the you know, offending foods that got us in this uh, place to start with and, uh, and all of the pharmaceuticals in eating fruit could, you know, have so much unbelievable progress in your body. Absolutely. It, it, keeps, it keeps amazing me, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, and I do resort to the wrong foods. It happens. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I recently read an article by, um, by Nora Lenz, an amazing woman who does a lot of things for animals and uh, helping them heal. She has an, uh, a website that's called, um, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's about mono eating, um, rotational mono uh, diet or something. She's on Facebook. But if you look up Nora Lenz, but she wrote a book uh, or a, an, a long article about emotional eating. And it is, uh, it is quite, quite interesting and um, that we actually, in a way, we are all emotional eatings. Mm -hmm. But now, is that something that we were taught to or do we start out as emotional eaters? I mean, look at children, how they eat. They're not emotional eaters. No. But sometimes I feel this is what we have been taught, you know, it's like for everything that you feel from happiness to sadness to, to <laughs> craziness, <laughs> whatever feeling we have, um, it, there's food, you know, there's a food solution that comes in the comfort food. I mean, 40 years ago, never heard of comfort food. Now we have comfort foods. And, and yes, I, I have the tendency to, to do that, to, mm -hmm. to feel bad or feel great you know it just closed on a house and it's like oh we need to celebrate that with yeah. going out we're going out for the dinner mm -hmm. it is always there and so now what is are we brainwashed or are we really emotional eaters you know mm -hmm. is it is it just that that feeling inside of us that if there is something that we feel we have to eat certain things yeah like celebrate it that feeling, because I had some yesterday and this morning, I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, website stuff, backend stuff, server stuff, quite frustrating. And um, yeah, I get frustrated with that. And um, but the, the amazing thing is I'm on all fruit now, beside that one green drink, mm -hmm. um, is that I could handle it so much better that I didn't have the the feeling like okay now I have to uh, you know I have to eat something and then I deal with that mm -hmm. that is completely gone and that feeling have we we all we have that so many times that you have to well I need to eat something first I, I can't think straight right you know and I and and, and that is you don't have that on all fruit mm -mm. And it's, that is beautiful. That is, yeah, but that that just confirms to me that this is where we need to be. That this is where we need to go. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that we can do our own experiment experiments on ourselves, and you know, truly make this our journey, and being aware of exactly how you're feeling, both mentally, spiritually, and even um, you know, physically, obviously. And just really going through this part. And I think that's very important on the journey because if you're not experiencing those, then are you truly going to believe that that's how it really is? 
Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and it's like how, how, yeah, how ready are, are you to um, experience this? Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful. And it, can it be difficult? Oh, absolutely. Yep. You know, leaving all those things behind that you love. I mean, it's like with pizzas, I haven't had pizzas now in years. <laughs> and in pastas, yeah, I have pastas, uh, but made from all millet, so it shouldn't be that bad. But it's still cooked, and it still makes me feel tired and bloated mm -hmm. and thirsty. So, you know, it's still in the range as no better nut foods. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you you have to test it out, and and really, other people I talk to, many of them have been on a short fruit journey, and tell me they felt so amazing. Mm -hmm. But you know, you have to realize it is a lifestyle. I'm I'm not saying that oh, for the rest of your life you can only eat fruit. You know, you can add stuff to it. You you may add like a handful, not a bag full of nuts, preferably <laughs> soaked. And yes, I'm well aware that a soaked nut does not taste as good as a, um, a roasted nut, for, for instance, <laughs> especially those darn uh, curry uh, cashews. My God, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, cashews are pretty good. <laughs> my husband, yeah, my husband and I sometimes have the things that we that we ate when we were still in the Netherlands, stuff that you can't even get here. And they say, you remember how good that was? And I say, yeah, and we never eat it again. <laughs> you know what, though? Sometimes, like, I'm remembering how good something was, and then I have it, and I'm like, because my taste buds are different now. And so when I eat it now, I'm like, mm, that's not the same memory I have of it. Uh huh. Yeah. And so it, it sometimes though it can taste different too. And so you're like, mm. or like salty stuff now. If anything's salty, I can barely eat it. Yep. And people are like, I barely put anything in there. And I'm like, barely for you or barely for someone like me. And to where I can't, I I have to refuse it because yep. it's completely overpowering with salt. Yeah, it's it's being said though that you're you can change your taste buds in what was it seven days? I think for me it's a little mm -hmm. bit longer, but it's um yeah this this it really changes things it are, things don't taste as good as you remember it, mm -mm. and then it's like you know why am I eating it if I don't like it anymore? So yeah. nope. And that's another thing too about emotion is, I, I mean I do believe that. We are programmed to be emotional eaters um, because if I remember back through everything in my life, which my family was never big on food, you, uh, we didn't like over um, season anything. It was like, you, it was just breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You ate it. If you didn't like it, you didn't eat. Um, so it was just, you know, food was never like really a big part of our lives, I guess I should say except for the holidays, the holidays, there was a lot of baking and stuff like that too. So <clears throat> when, if I'm very stressed out though, I can always remember, I'd be like, well, maybe I'll have like um, some chips or something like that. And that would kind of like, would it really settle me down or would it just make me feel weighted down where I could actually like feel good inside or something like that, or take a temporary break, that kind of deal. But a lot of people, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sad and depressed. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's go get pizza or chocolate or candy bars and that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's tying an emotion to that. This is how I deal with my feelings inside is through food. And I know a lot of people do deal with that. Um, 
And, and again, it's something too, that makes you feel good inside, especially some of the stuff you eat, you know, it can be an endorphin release or something like that and make you actually feel good. And then your brain remembers that, that, Hey, I ate this last time I can get that same kind of feeling again. And since I'm feeling so down and depressed or frustrated, this will make me feel good. And even if it's only temporary, I mean, it's like a drug. It is, it is. And you don't want to remember how you felt afterwards. It's only that, that little 10 to 30 minutes that you felt great while eating it and enjoying it and looking forward to even eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the other questions is still pretty far up. They do talk about that a nutritionalist actually told Regeneration Ranch to eat green bananas. And the only thing that comes to mind for me on that is, especially from a nutritionist, is they always say that green bananas have less sugar in them. So that was the only reason I know that they ever would recommend that. Um, and of course, like if you wait until they're very ripe or even kind of like sometimes, I mean, I like my bananas like pretty ripe. Um, they're supposed to be loaded up with sugar. So that's the only reason I can think that a nutritionist would say that. Do you have any other input on that? No, that is exactly. <clears throat> they don't want us to eat the what is good for us. And I can assure you, a green banana is not good for you. My God, it, it, it's even disgusting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't it, taste good. It, it has to taste, well, <laughs> here we go. It has to taste good. <laughs> it should I, I know. <laughs> I know salty chips, they do taste good. <laughs> so no, we don't go there. But yeah, with, with fruit, I mean, if you have to force yourself to eat a green banana because it has less sugar, no, you need the sugar. Mm -hmm. you don't need the you, fat. you don't want that sugar but yeah yeah you don't need the fat that goes with that sugar and i can remember dealing with um you know my dad with the diabetes you know they were like the banana do not have that banana but make sure to eat your eggs and i'm like mm, yes if you eat that banana of course your sugar is going to go up you're going to blame it on the sugar but it's not because of the banana it's because of the fat that's in your system from the eggs, from the bologna, from, you know, whatever else you're eating that's clogging it and not allowing the sugar to go somewhere. So please, you know, get the fat out. Then when you eat that banana, nothing's going to happen to your sugar. It's not going to go up once the fat's out. And yeah. sure yeah. as crap. <laughs> what yeah. do you know? <laughs> and as, an, uh, as a, uh, should I say, previous diabetic, um, mm -hmm. I don't want to give myself that label, but my sugar was high. And yes, I had fat in my diet. And um, even thinking I was vegan and thinking I was eating, you know, good, but I ate nuts and seeds and fruit and my, my sugar skyrocketed. And you think you're doing the right thing. You know, you eat fruit, but you also eat the, still the fats. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, 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 I could not get it under um, under, uh, under a hundred. And, um, and I was on all the, all the fruit, including our favorite, not so favorite avocado, high <laughs> fat and my blood sugar, 150, 180. And when it's over 150, I get that jittery, unpleasant feeling inside. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then when I am on, on all, um, uh, all fruit, then my blood sugar is 80, 82. Yeah. So, nice. you know, it, and you can prove it to yourself over and over again. And it only yeah. takes a short period of time to prove it. I mean, yeah. it was, it yeah. was a long weekend this happened in, but again, I, I will say a word of caution. I'm not a doctor. 
Um, I'm not, um, not even a, like a, I mean, I don't really have any faith in nutritionalist ever. So when someone says they're a nutritionalist, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm literally just a person who's going on this journey. So definitely use precaution, especially if you're on insulin and medicines and stuff like that too. make sure your doctor knows exactly what you're going to be doing, you know, fruit fast or, you know, whatever you want to call it, because your numbers can come down really quickly. Um, you know, but it's, it happens quickly. And as long as your doctors are on board and they know that they're going to be pulling your insulins back eventually and watching it, and you're going to be testing and monitoring, you'll see how fast it can come down and how quickly, you know, your numbers can change for the better. Yeah. But we do know that it is extremely rare that any doctor will be on board. You know, you have to be really strong to get into that office and, um, but if you want to, because um, I don't go to a doctor for blood testing, I do have a tester and um, I don't need to test when I'm on all fruit, but I've been eating some other stuff. I'm just curious to see what it does in my body and, and I can feel it. Mm-hmm. But if you are a diabetic, I, I know every diabetic has a tester at home. And, and even I work with people who are on insulin, I will never tell them, you know, stop your insulin, but keep an eye on your, on your numbers. When you're eating more fruit, when, when do you need your, your insulin and you will see it going down. I'm not telling you not to go to a doctor because especially when you are on, on insulin, you need to be monitored. It needs to be safe. Um, so not stop that, but I had never used any insulin. The only time when I was with a broken leg in the hospital, they wanted to force insulin on me because with the, with the junk food they gave me there, you know, and I couldn't even, this is already eight, eight years ago, and I wanted fruit. Well, <laughs> the fruit that they give you was loaded with sugar. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. the, in the hospital, there wasn't a way, you know, of eating healthy unless uh, the food was being brought in. So that mm-hmm. can be done. But um, yeah, you know, test it yourself. Keep an eye on it. And if your doctor is not on board and we know <laughs> they are not, be <laughs> strong. Really be strong. You are your own doctor. You have, you, you know, empower yourself with all the knowledge in in. The more that you that you learn, you know, the stronger that you are, and then you know that they don't know it. They don't know, you know, what is the truth, and that is what we're trying to do. We bring out the truth. Yeah. So, and it's called a practice for a reason. I mean, they are practicing too. So, and they're only, you know, I mean, doctors are great, like surgeons and things putting your, you know, your body back together after something really bad has happened, possibly. But I mean, there's even cases where your bones will grow back on their own. And technically your bone does grow back on its own. They may just like set it and put it in place for you, but your body is still what heals yourself. That's the other thing. And that's a, that's a 24 seven machine. It's always working on, on, uh, on healing Mm -hmm. and, and, and on detoxing. That is what the body does. But we put such a, 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 a so much junk in it that you know it needs to get the junk out instead of that it can really you know um, put that energy towards uh, healing and that is why eventually we get all these symptoms mm-hmm. and that is when you get older you get more symptoms and we say yeah okay it is because we got older no it's because there's still more junk in it and you keep putting junk in it and the body at some point says enough is enough. 
you know, here, are, here is your sign. <laughs> yeah, here is your sign. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah, we have to get to a few more questions yeah. because um, I have one other one mm -hmm. uh, from Katie is, are Epsom salt baths good for you? Um, I thought they were, and I used it for years. And then Dr. Morris told me, nope, don't use Epsom salt. It's high in sulfur. You don't want that. Just go for Himalayan sea salt. So I know that you can buy that pink Himalayan sea salt. Don't don't ingest it. Just you know have your salt bath with it, um, and and um, use like a cup. I would I use like a cup, maybe a cup and a half in my bath, and you can buy that stuff rather cheap. It's actually cheaper than than the uh, what is it, Dr. Teal's Epsom salt soaking mm -hmm. solutions with with um, Oh, yeah, they, they have them with lavender in it. And in your bath, you can use a drop or two um, uh, essential oils, you know, so you can you can look into that and you can use that. And there you have your perfect soaking solution. Nice. And how often would you do it? I do it about once a week. Um, it, it is detoxing. Um, it depends on, you know, how, how much you need it. Um, if it, I don't know if it would be bad to do it too often. It's again, it's how do you feel afterwards? You know, it's like um, we have a pool here in the community where I live, and uh, it's it's a chlorinated pool. I don't go in there because I know it gets in my system, and I don't want it. Uh, that together with all the chemicals that are being put in, um, I think that yeah, salt. It is so weird because salt helps you detoxing. That means pulling things out. So there is still that question there that I cannot answer. Does the salt get in your body? That's a good one. I have to figure that one out. Mm -hmm. um, I got a question about that too. Then if for Epsom salt, we use a lot um, for like, if you have like an infected hangnail or like if you've been cut, people say do like an Epsom salt soak. Um, a sprained ankle, you can even put like a poultice on it. Would that also work the same with the Himalayan sea salt? I would think so, but I think, you know, if, if for any um, thing like on the skin, I would like using baking soda. Mm, okay. Would have the same effect. But yeah, you know, Himalayan sea salt would have the same effect as the, uh, the Epsom salt. Mm-hmm drawing think, it out. I think I cannot, I cannot claim this as a fact. So there is another important question is, and this is, um, Katie is, uh, is good with questions. <laughs> and she was, um, Charlie, Sarah, and you have, that, that would be me, have thought us about the dangers of dentistry. Mm -hmm. So now I am wondering how does orthodontics affect us? I have had braces and so have my kids. Are we supposed to have crooked teeth? And what harm, or what kind of harm does orthodontics, um, herbs, appliance cause to our body? Would you have an answer for that, Sarah? Because I'm, I'm, I don't, I am curious. What was the last part of that? I was trying to, I'm well, trying to answer the question. It, it, I'm not quite sure how how she uh, what she means. It's like what kind of harm does an orthodontics okay. herbs appliance cause to our body? I think herbs needs to be another word. Okay. But it is like you know how do orthodontics affect us? 
Um, that I don't know either, but I mean, they are going in and I'm sure they are hurting the tooth in some way because they're putting the metal on your teeth and everything like that too. I mean, the same with fillings and, um, the removing of teeth when, you know, some teeth shouldn't be removed. Um, you know, just that kind of stuff and just not really taking the whole body into account for your teeth and why they're that way. Um, just some of the other stuff I've read too. I mean, it's been just generations of stuff, like why we have teeth crowding and things like that has to do a lot with like what we eat and why our mouths aren't as wide as what they used to be and our teeth placement isn't. So, I mean, it could, um, you know, go back onto that, but again, they're just trying to manipulate your teeth into what society thinks our teeth should look like in the first place, you know, uh, extremely sometimes weirdly white, <laughs> Um, like, why should your teeth be that white? <laughs> um, and um, no spacing, no gaps. I mean, why do we have space and gaps? Um, you know, just those kinds of things. So it's just, in some cases, it's good. Uh, but then again, why is your tooth, you know, kind of growing up in your face more? Like, what kind of like really happen? Is it a deficiency of some sort? I mean, there could just be all kinds of things. So if you've already had it done in the past, I mean, there's nothing you can do then. Just try to eat your fruits and take care of your teeth and especially your gums. Um, and a lot of times, I mean, we still have not seen a tooth grow back, at least in any of my research, but I don't know if we've been living long enough to see if our teeth do grow back and how long it really does take. But I do know of people who have yeah, teeth growing back. That's, that's really good to hear. Yeah, but now now you bring up an interesting point, you know, how is food related? Um, when I was younger and even as a teenager had all the, you know, had all the teeth and they were going to stay, my teeth were not crooked at all. Mm -hmm. But over the years, my body got more acidic and my teeth got more crooked. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, my, you know, my, the bite was always um, straight teeth on teeth. And when I was at my worst, so you could say as an extreme, in an extreme acidic body, I got like an overbite. There was something changing, changing in my jaw. Mm -hmm. So that is when your body is acidic, <laughs> every normality is out the door. Yeah. You have to get away from that acidic body. That is that is the key in, in everything. Even in, in how, of course, in how you feel, but how you think, what you do. It's, it's all about getting the, getting your body alkaline. I mean, even Charlie is constantly talking about it. And it's like, it's your whole living. It's not only the food, it's everything in your life. Absolutely. And your thoughts, even, your everything, what you yeah. think about, what you focus on, everything. But you, yeah, what you do, how you, how you handle with people, how you, you know, it's always also, you know, the ego part in left brain, right brain. I mean, there's so much to learn. I heard him say we need a thousand years to learn everything. I, <laughs> I don't have a thousand years, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> we're hanging in there. Yeah, another question is about green tea. Um, it's about me. It's about me again. Green tea. I stopped. I stopped drinking coffee, and I found green tea. The stronger, the better. The same as it was with coffee. 
not realizing what an, an, an effect it could have on my body. First of all, it's highly in lots of caffeine. And um, no, it doesn't do your body any good. I was, <laughs> I still have pounds of uh, green tea sitting here. <laughs> so, mm -hmm stuffed away in my in my cupboards so i don't see it and i haven't thrown it out isn't that bad yeah i mean <laughs> i mean i mean on one hand are you doing it because you, you don't want to be wasteful um or yeah, well, you're just hanging question. on to it for another reason yeah it is a good question is you learn in your life you cannot be wasteful you don't throw out food you know even if something is an expiration date well if it's not rotten it can be eaten so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that's true I was never a tea drinker and I cannot I, not even sweet tea I I've never liked tea and I've never been able to get it down so oh yeah when I came <laughs> when the funny thing was the first time I flew to the United States they were offering coffee and they were offering tea well the coffee here back then this is 81 um the coffee looked like tea you could see straight through it and the tea looked like very very strong coffee so <laughs> both were not drinkable <laughs> yeah. but yeah it is um i was i was looking for a word what what uh, tea does to your body and and i cannot it doesn't it doesn't pop up uh, right now but um, yeah, I have to, Katie, I'm sorry, I have to look that up, but I will, <laughs> I will send you the reason. It's like, it is, um, my God, that is the same as people that use the, the coffee enemas. It is to something yeah. to the body. What is that word? Uh, I mean, the caffeine, there's a lot of caffeine. Is it just too harsh on the body? Is it? Yeah, but it's not just the caffeine. It is... Um, well, not it's not coming up right now, so okay. we have to, yeah, I have to, I have to let this one go. I don't know if you're um, kind of down far in the comments or not. Um, I think I'm up still kind of high, but Lisa Lash is talking about menopause symptoms, um, wanting to know if they are the body detoxing, similar to PMS. Um, and I saw a Deb or Deborah. I see was, uh, yeah, Deborah was actually. Um, uh, talking about that, that uh, when she got on all um, astringent, no, there's another word, Deborah. It wasn't astringent because astringent is pulling, and if it's pulling, it would be good. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it is, um, it is taxing the body. But on menopause, um, I had not any, I had did not have any symptom whatsoever i didn't even think about menopause you know i was like i was in my in my 50s and and didn't give it a second thought and all of a sudden it just stopped never ever had any symptoms i don't remember my mother have any symptoms and i don't know why that it why that was we already learned that when you are on an alkaline diet uh, you won't have any symptoms Mm -hmm. It is not normal to have symptoms. And I sometimes I, I, and I know the symptoms that people have are real. I have seen them. I have seen a lady in, in a store once who had uh, hot flashes and, oh my gosh, I felt so sorry for her. And she was so miserable. But it's sometimes you wonder, is it, we have been told to have certain things at a certain age and then they happen. It's like when a doctor tells you, you only have four weeks to live. Now you go with that thought and now it's like, yeah, you die exactly after, you know, at four weeks. 
-hmm. it's a crazy thing if it's if if your mind can do that to you if it can be that strong or if it is part of the i think it is part of the acidity in our bodies and and the more acidic we are um the more problems we will have even with with the menopause for me um i got uh, menopause for me was in 2001 it was around the same time that i got these immigration uh, vaccination that actually after that i got you know the diabetes the arthritis the psoriasis and um but yeah the menopause was maybe i wasn't that acidic then i don't know hmm. My, um, I know I've seen my mother go through the hot flashes and those things that you can test, like how hot a grill is or how hot a fire is. We, um, so like, I guess what they use them as thermometers now, I guess you can put them on your forehead. Um, but, um, yeah, we don't even, I never take temperatures, <laughs> so I don't even know what I'm talking about on those. But anyway, they were using that and you could see that she was like physically more hot when she was having a hot flash. And I did feel like I felt terrible for, but my goal is, is to, I don't want to say not go into menopause, but I want to see how long, you know, I can, you know, just keep my cycle and stay as that way without having any kind of symptoms or whatever of menopause, or do we even truly know at what age we are even supposed to go into menopause? I mean, what if we don't go into menopause until we're like a hundred or 300 years old? <laughs> Yeah, well, what what if your uh, your um, puberty doesn't start until I'm not even in puberty yet. <laughs> three hundred years old. I know Charlie talked about that. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not supposed to date till we're three hundred. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe puberty is around two hundred. <laughs> but you know, it, this is this is actually yeah, it's interesting because um, I also learned, and I think even Dr. Morse talked about that, and I believe Charlie did too we are not even to have supposed to have that monthly cycle the way we have because that monthly cycle is waste so there is there is more to it and i don't remember the details so i can't really talk about that no, but we do know that a lot of people who are uh, detoxing their cycle stops yeah that that can definitely yeah. be true too it's there there's so many there are so many things that we don't know yet that we're just discovering mm -hmm. and and realize everything that we've been lied about yeah so. which is everything since birth and you and our parents and whatnot too and we're just here on this journey of discovery and it's an amazing journey and as long as you're doing it virtuously uh meaning like be kind and you know just try to do everything from kindness then, you know, it's, it's an amazing journey. Um, the other thing too, which might've got lost up there, JV was having night sweats. And that I know has, JV's been on fruit. That has to do with your kidneys. You're, okay. you're, you know, you can have night sweats when you're very acidic. You can have night sweats when you start having, you start on your fruit or the first weeks, it, it can happen. It just means that your kidneys are tacked. You're not filtering, you're not moving your lymph. And, and it goes away. Okay. Keep, keep, keep going on the fruit. It will go away. Okay. And, and, but when, when you're, yeah, I don't like to be strict, um, but, you know, saying like, okay, you can have all, you can only have fruit and nothing else. And then you're good to go because it doesn't work for everybody. I mean, we all, we all have, you know, different symptoms and are at a different level. So you have to figure out what is good for you, but not be afraid of it. 
mm-hmm. not be like, oh my God, now I have night sweat and, and be worried. Worry is stress, you know? Yes. And stress is acidic. Stress so don't 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 go that route. If you have weird symptoms when you are on food and you know that you're doing the right thing, then embrace your symptoms. And and mm-hmm. that is why you know I've, I've been setting up a website. It's called Fun with Detox, mm-hmm. and it has to be fun. It does. If it is a drag, you're not gonna heal. You know. Mm-hmm. If you hate what you're doing, you're not gonna heal. So, but when you, I went from a depression and not really wanting to live because, you know, I was, it was, everything was so bad. I could not see that, that light anymore, the light at the end of the tunnel. So that is where we get to, to the point is that the, on the fruit and, and the, but I started with eating raw first and then from raw was to more and more fruit and, and leaving the veggies out and not cooking. I had not cooked for seven months at some point mm-hmm. and, and, and leaving all the nuts and the seeds out and then the fats out. And it was like, you feel lighter and, and you did see the light and then you get to a point you can be the light. And, mm-hmm. and I think that is a really big thing, you know, we now call it be the light, you can call it, oh, you're just an example for others, but it is not that example, it is that energy that people pick up on, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and even, you know, I got people on the farmer's market, and, um, and asking me uh, what I was doing, <laughs> So <laughs> I now have, I now finally have cards for my uh, fun with detox website and the website, is not, even, the website is not even finished yet. That's really neat. So JV, make sure to test out like uh, pee in a glass jar and see if your um, kidneys are filtering then. That would be interesting to see, hear about. Yeah, it is. And I saw something that you actually, I haven't really followed the, the, the chat, um, I, but I did see something about uh, that you mentioned that uh, and, uh, as an answer to Deborah, uh, is a group that could be public for others to order the watermelon with seeds. This makes me think. Because on, on the FreakSense website, afreaksense.com, we can have a forum, actually a group and a forum. What if we, we place there the links and whatever we can find to where we can find the best fruits? And, you know, that can be local. You can set up a forum where it's like, oh, in California or in Ohio or Pennsylvania, you can get this there. I think that would be uh, something I need to work on. Yeah, that would what be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. The more we can all connect with each other, the better too. And then yeah, because the there, we all help. Yeah, there is a there is an, a group in the, here in the, near it's near um, I would say Sarasota, but that's a Port Charlotte, and um, he has a farm, and uh, you can connect with him, and then ask him what he has, and make an appointment, and you pick the whole load up, you pay him, and you pick it all up, and they have three. You can get it three ripened, or you know that it was picked um, a little before that, depending on how far you need to go. But um, I, two years ago, I went there like once a month and we should collect those, those links for, for local. I think we have to set it up uh, with, with uh, local options. Yeah, that's great. And you can, you can do this globally. I mean, it's, um, yeah, okay. Got to think about this. Yeah, for sure. 
Oh, and we great. can call we can call the group, you know, the the uh, Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on okay. here, I see Deborah McKinley. She said that um, she healed herself of liver cancer through raw vegan and juicing. I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and um, also that. Um, um, oh, what was it? Something related to uh, to the liver is the. Um, uh, niacin does that that you feel hot it's like um yeah it's it's like the hot flashes mm -hmm. that in a way because i have used of course you know in my time of the supplements i have used niacin and you get these oh there's really hot feeling inside and then it goes away and that is related to the liver and a few weeks ago when i had i had some really spicy chips not potato or corn but uh, what is it they are made from cassava Okay. Uh, baked in olive oil, not not healthy. It, it sounds healthy, it's not healthy. But uh, I had that same feeling as when I was uh, using the niacin. And so I knew the niacin is related to the liver. And so I had that same feeling. So I know that it actually, that spicy stuff also affects your liver. Oh. Okay, that's I didn't know that before. Now I know. Neither. Oh yeah, flush. That is what it's called. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. you Thank flush. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. See, that is how we always, um, always learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the other thing too, I've seen a lot of stuff about detox. You know, sometimes when you're in detox and you are not feeling well and you are just kind of, um, just just want to lay in bed and whatever, take the time you need for your body, especially if you have the ability to, meaning, you know, you can rest or, you know, things like that. That's always best what you can do, but try not to let yourself spiral on the symptoms or the feelings that you're having with those. Um, if anything, you know, write them down, sometimes get them out, go for a walk, talk while you go for a walk. Um, I'm very big. I say it all the time. Talk to the trees when you go for a walk, the older, the better especially a group of old trees. That's amazing. Um, and you just want to get it out, but also try to embrace those feelings of detox because those will help you heal on your journey too. Because sometimes detox is, you know, you're getting it out. Uh, you're thanking it for the lesson that it has taught you. And then you're able to move on better. And then that way, if you ever start to go that way again, it's just part of that journey that you had to go through that maybe you'll remember that'll help keep you on the straight and narrow path with all temptation around every corner. Yeah, there, there is something to that. You mentioned that uh, feeling tired when you are on all fruit and then we think, oh, there's something with, with the diet because we feel so tired. The reason you feel so tired is your body telling you it wants to heal, it needs mm -hmm. to heal. So that's why, what you said too, when you can and the moments you can give into it, don't try to fight it. So that is when you start your detox, detoxing when you're ready for it. And that is when you, when you do it slow, you, you won't really have that, that extreme feeling of, of tiredness, but then do it and start, you know, to with the all fruit just before the weekend, if you don't work in the weekend, so that you can let it, you know, just let it happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Dave does have a question, Dave Trills. I know he's on here all the time and we really appreciate you always tuning in, Dave, along with everyone else. We greatly love talking with everyone. 
but he talks about um, our seeds good for us. I'm not really sure. Are you meaning that we should be eating the seeds, like the seeds in the fruit or just fruit that actually has seed in it? Yeah, isn't that isn't that something I was thinking mm -hmm. about that yesterday? I, I keep telling people don't eat um, uh, don't eat the seeds and the uh, and the uh, and uh, the nuts. It's high fat, high proteins, and not helping you. But now look at the seeds that you eat. Well, apple seeds, if you eat one or two, okay. But we know they're not really food for us. Now, is it is, is the fruit with the seeds? are they um, better for us because they have the seeds and we know they're not manipulated with, or is it that the seeds are, that we are supposed to eat them? I don't believe we are supposed to eat them. I don't either, they're hard. I, I, don't, I don't think so. They don't, even, they don't even taste great. Maybe some, you know, I do like sunflower seeds, but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it is an, um, um, no, I, I don't. Um, the, the, the seeds and the fruit, I don't eat the watermelon seeds. But yeah, why would we not eat the watermelon and the apple seeds, but we do want to eat all the other pumpkin seeds, you know, you can buy pumpkin seeds and, and you know, sunflower and whatever other seeds. I, I think that if you look at nature, no, it's not meant for us. It's meant for the birds. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and it's meant for you know new new uh, new fruits, new trees, new bushes, new whatever, new plants. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I I uh, there is another thing the rebounder. Do I love the rebounder? Did I love the rebounder? Mm -hmm. Don't use it when your kidneys are not filtering. Because it, it caused me um, a long time of, well, pain before I knew anything about that. And I thought I was getting rid of the pain in my legs by constantly using the rebounder, not realizing I kept the problem. Um, you know, I, I was just keeping the problem and making it worse by doing it. If the lymph cannot go anywhere, if it cannot go out, then it, 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 it stagnates. And for me, it was in my legs. I got, you know, it's known that people got cysts or that people had uh, tumors that were actually growing instead of, uh, instead of uh, getting less. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful with that. You know, rebounder is a great thing. At any time, walking is better. Mm -hmm. and, I, I'm a big fan of always walk. I mean, yeah, just- when you, But when your kidneys are filtering, even you know a little bit, it will be more than do. Still go slow with the rebounder. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. I think walking is the best. I think that's what we're built for. Um, and then you know, kind of like running and playing, or you know, um, just that kind of stuff. I mean, really, just enjoying life. Uh, stretching is great. Uh, things like that. But I am not a fan of lifting weights, working out in that kind of way. Um, I just I never enjoyed doing that kind of stuff um and i i don't know i just don't think our bodies are built for that anyway even though we can do it i just don't think no you know. that's i think we <laughs> talked about that last time it's like mm -hmm. people go to the gym in their car parking as close <laughs> as possible and then go crazy with moving and, yeah. and not, not having to walk yeah. And then they go on uh, on one of these, you know, what did you call that? These walking things? The treadmill. <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
but yeah, there, there are so many, you know, you exercise when you're doing your daily things, but we all got these sitting jobs. So yeah, I, I can oh. see <laughs> you, yeah. you, you just, you just have to do something. Oh yeah. And, and sometimes walking is not enough, but yeah, but just be careful. I see another JV says, um, they jump for 10 minutes in the rising, definitely check your kidneys make sure that you are filtering, especially if you are having those night sweats, like Tony said, if it is your kidneys, we want to make sure that those are really what doing well. Okay. I see the, uh, sorry to, you're to fine. I'm just to cut you off. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, I know we're at the end. So I feel like now I'm like, yeah. okay, this, this, this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's always so much to talk about and so many questions. It is like, where do chia seeds uh, fit into the mix? Yep. Well, I thought they were really good because they tell us they have all the essential amino acids. Uh, what was it? Was it amino acid or was it something uh, else? I think the it omegas. Was it was yeah. something essential that we need. Well, that word essential is actually quite new to use it with food. You know, we have essential this and essential that BS. Um, the body knows what to make. Uh, chia seeds, yeah, of course, I've used them. I, I, I bake the, the most uh, baked with a D, um, the most amazing uh, bread using uh, quinoa in seeds, in chia seeds, in water, and a little baking soda, and, and I added dried fruit, and before that I even added uh, nuts and seeds to it, and you have this most delicious, gluten-free, healthy bread. I haven't made it in years, you know, knowing what I know, so no, I don't use the chia seeds anymore. But think of this, Take a, take a teaspoon. I don't even want to tell you, take a tablespoon. Take a teaspoon with chia seed. Put it in your mouth. What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you like it? Does it taste good? You know, mm -hmm. do you feel that you, you can make actually a meal out of it? They say if you cannot make a meal out of it, it's not food meant for us. Mm -hmm. So in a way, yeah, probably you, you, would, you would fill up your stomach, but getting it out of your mouth, <laughs> that's another story. Mm -hmm. And it, it gets bigger. Um, um, if it's raw, you don't soak it. It gets bigger, I think, five times the size or something like that. You can only imagine what it further does in your body. It's like glue. That is why it was so good using it in bread, because it is like a glue. It keeps things together. I don't want it in my body anymore. Mm -mm. No. Uh, so, no. There is there was another thing that I think I saw um, uh, Michael say about um, uh, clay crystals and zeolite. Uh, I think that zeolite is clay. It's not a food. And and yeah, I I wouldn't do it. I don't don't use it. I know you can you know very limited uh, limiting use um, with a detox. Um, and I am looking at um, what we are using uh, the GI broom with Dr. Morse to really clean out your GI tract. And um, it does not have that uh, in it, but it does have bentonite uh, clay uh, in it. Mm. But it is very, very, very little. And um, I heard uh, Dr. Morris once say that clay, you know, you put it on your skin, great. But uh, ingesting it, don't. Don't. So there, there is, there's always, there's always something with, uh, with, 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 with whatever products, with whatever you want to take in. It's like, keep it simple. If you talk to Dr. Morris, he will tell you, comes out fruit, berries, and melons. That's all you mm -hmm. need, fruit, berries, and melons. Yep. <laughs>
Is that hard to maintain though? Just that only? Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, is it where, where we should be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you, Debbie, for saying that you learned so much from us. We can actually keep learning from your questions because sometimes we have to question things like, how the heck does that work? But when you talk about it and, and, and then, you know, you discuss it, you actually start thinking more about how things work. And that is, you know, that's how we, we learn. It's, it's like how logic are certain things. Yeah, yeah, Michael, cilantro is great. Uh, charcoal. Um, no, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> not every day, and maybe for, for a month if you use it together with, like, let, let me tell you what is in the, in the GI broom. We, we are already over time, so I might as well. In the, what we use for the GI broom is psyllium husk powder, chickweed herb, cascara sagrada bark, plantain leaves, slippery elm bark, marshmallow root, fenugreek seed, white oak bark, Irish moss, bayberry root, mullen leaf, bentonite clay, activated charcoal, ginger root, aloe vera, 100 to 1, cinnamon, and acerola, acerola cherry powder. Now you see that the activated charcoal is one of the last ones that he mentioned. With this stuff, you take about six capsules um, uh, per serving. Usually you do it one, one a day if you wanna you know, do it a little bit more and you're well hydrated, then you can do it twice a day, but you only do this for a month. Now, I see people that, that take um, the cilantro and all the other things um, forever, months, years. It's like, yeah, but that's part of my detox. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You, you, it's not an, you know, an, an, an treatment that we want to use. We want to heal. And once you clean out your GI tract the correct way, and I mentioned the correct way because this has like plantain leaf and slippery elm bark and the fenugreek seed in it that will help you clean, clean out the GI tract, you know, that makes it going smooth. So there's always, uh, there's always uh, more for it. And yeah, the heavy metals, they come out um, with your detox. So here you go again with, see, if you would, if you would use these things like, um, like cilantro and charcoal, and you take that, but you, you're not on an all-fruit diet, and you take that stuff. So you can, these are not filtering yet. And so where are the toxins gonna go? You know, are they gonna stick around? Are they mm -hmm. gonna be somewhere else in your body? You know, yeah, we have heavy metals in, in our brain and everywhere in the body, but, and I have done the cilantro stuff for years um, in, in a smoothie, hated the cilantro. Now I kind of got used to it, um, but I only use it as an herb, uh, herb actually in, in, in salsa, you know, with, uh, with, a, with or a dressing for a salad that I make for my husband. Uh, that is cilantro, tomato, and um, uh, Italian herbs and uh, lemon. You know, make a mix of that in the in the food processor. Not I don't not, not doing it every day. I, I don't I don't see the benefits of it. And everybody talks about oh I have all these heavy metals in in me. Just go the same slow way in your detox and get your kidneys mm -hmm. filtering and get to the 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 all raw and the mostly fruit 
and you start detoxing it out. Now, I will always suggest using the herbs that Dr. Morse put together. He knows what he's doing and he has the best of the best, but there is another brand that don't overlook it. It's from, um, I think it's Christopher's. You can find that on Amazon. And, um, and actually Dr. Schultz has pretty good stuff too, because that is where I started with like eight, nine years ago with using these things to detox, but that is maybe three weeks. Mm -hmm. So don't do that for too long. Of course, now I am all with Dr. Morris. I like his stuff. It's gentle and we want to be nice to the body, you know? Mm -hmm. So I see it as an, uh, as a gentle uh, detox. Yep. Absolutely. I'm on board with that too. Um, Dr. Morris, it's, you know, it's kind of like the top of the pyramid there. You I mean, we've gotten all the way to the top to find someone that we feel knows what's going on at this point. And everything I've been listening to and everything, it's just like, it clicks with everything I know. And I feel it like I feel it in my spirit that I feel like it's the truth also. That's the way I always try to judge things and people and subjects I'm listening to and talking about is, does it feel right with me both in my heart, my mind and my spirit? And that's how I feel everything when I do listen to him and same thing with Tony. Oh my um, God, my, Michael, you don't, you're not. <laughs> ne next time, send, send those things to us in, in email, please. <laughs> yes, or, or join us for a call. Anyone that would yeah. like to join the conversation. Yeah. yeah. The, the MMS, um, I learned about MMS probably, oh, seven, eight years ago. And think about this one. If everybody is raving about it, should you go for it and follow the math or should you take a step back and think about what it actually is? And people are raving about it because they say, and this is especially in the first two weeks, they, oh my gosh, I feel so great. And this and this is happening. Of course, something is changing in your body. So yeah, you may feel better. Talk to them after three months. <laughs> is it on the nobody, number one? Nobody is going, I, have done, I have done it and it almost, and I did it exactly. And I had this whole list on how you have to do it because I was desperate to heal. I was really desperate. And I, and, and even, even the tiniest little bit that what you, what you start with, it is, um, um, uh, it, it, it was hurting my stomach. If you take something and it hurts you, <laughs> what is your body telling you? Now, okay, now you can, maybe it doesn't hurt you and you keep taking it and you, the, the amount that you take, you have to build that up slowly. And it's, it is crazy to do. You know what that stuff is great for? To clean water. They have, they have shown that they could use it in a very dirty, dirty pond. And they, they put that stuff in there and it clean, cleared up overnight or overnight. Well, maybe it was longer than overnight. It's years since I saw that. So the um, MMS is, yeah, it is chlorine dioxide. It's like, um, no, I, I don't take it. I, and, and Dr. Morris is like, how crazy can you be? I mean, why would you put that in your body? Why do people even come up with that? And then MMS started also out with selling, I think it was like through an MLM company. And you know what happens? People need to make money. You know, they pay for it, they need to make money. Of course, there are raving reviews. 
They have to be. I was involved in, in MLM companies, oh, quite a few of them 20 years ago before I knew better. And um, it's like the more people talk about how great it is, turn around, don't do it. Stay, stay with your, with mm -hmm. your own logic. There, there is that other thing that is, um, what was that called? Oh, we, we've talked about it quite a few times and it's actually plant food. It's not people food, it's plant food. I forgot the name now. And, and also MLM company and um, great, you know, absolutely great. We all should take it. It does this to the body and it detox and et cetera, et cetera. No, you cannot, you cannot take a shortcut. There's, in nature, you don't take shortcuts. It is what it needs to be in nature. So it is food for a plant. It's normal. It is in the soil. That is the food. So now they got it out of the soil in, a, in one particular area where it was really great and very pure. And they have these beautiful pictures. So now they harvest that, goes to the lab, and they get out so you can, you know, you can use it in pill form or whatever they made it. And um, so now people can take it. Now that plant is taken out. So what happens to you eating that plant? And believe me, plants are, are kind of overrated, overrated as being healthy food for us because they're hard to digest. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. They're not really meant for us. So there you go. If it's made in a lab, if it has to go through a lab, if they have <laughs> to uh, isolate you know, parts of it, it is, it is foreign substance to the body. It's isolated chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, always figure out, you know, what is the source and how logic is it that they try to bypass a plant because if it's good for a plant and we eat the plant must be good for us. That, log <laughs> that logic is beyond me, really. That's the same logic as, oh, we need protein. So, or wait, we need the um, <laughs> minerals and everything. So we're going to go kill the cow that ate the grass that had the stuff in it to eat the cow that gets... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna end this at yeah. 121 uh Thank you PM all so Eastern much. Time. We had fun. We're gonna have fun again. <laughs> Absolutely. We so look forward to these shows. And Tony, you're such a wealth of gnosis and all of your generous time you spend with us. Um, we just love you so much and thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Sarah. You all, you've always helped me with, you know, getting things straight. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We're here to help each other. Even, thank you even, all so much in the chat. It's been so fun. Uh, the yes. more, the merrier. And we just love all your personalities and reading your questions and comments too. Yeah. And, and uh, another thing that I um, have in the works, or actually already set it up, is actually a help Q&A on afreaksenseworld.com. Um, it is um, it is in the in the groups in the forums and you can ask questions there and I can answer them there. So this is just an extra thing that we uh, that we want to do. So I thank you, Michael. No to end. Yeah, we're gonna end it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone. We yeah. love all. We love you all. And till next week. And looking forward to it already. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Q&A with Tony Wheel. Please see the show notes for ways to reach out to Tony and how you can submit your questions for the show.